podcast exploring the stories of people who cook from the heart, inspired by my nanny who taught me what cooking for love meant. I'm Kate Mobley and this week I'll be chatting to Tendai. Tendai came to South Africa from Zimbabwe. He initially worked as a gardener before training as a sushi chef. He has now worked his way up to becoming head sushi chef at the Codfather, where we just had lunch, and I'm so excited to hear more about his story. Unfortunately, because I'm allergic to fish, I haven't been able to try your amazing sushi. But, Tendai, welcome to Cooking for Love. It's my pleasure. Oh, how are you doing? I'm all right in yourself. Good, thanks. Thanks for coming to work early. I know you do very late nights, so oh, yeah, it's I, greatly appreciated. I had to multitask. <laughs> <laughs> so I always kick things off by asking people, what's something you've cooked recently that's excited you? Uh, all right, so... Uh, it was two days ago, uh, and this is like in traditional food. So it was like intestines okay. of a cow, then uh, with the with the dime. So it's a tremendous intestines. Mm-hmm. So I, I roll it all together and boil it. So we had that one for supper mm-hmm. with our traditional bread, okay. the one you put in the oven. Yeah. So yeah, it was a great memory nice. for the whole family because it's so been a long that- time. Okay, you haven't had that for a long time. Very long time. Is that something you had growing up? When I was growing up, so for now, it's like 30 years ago. Okay. So it's been a long time. Wow. Yeah. So did you say you brine it? Or how do you cook it? It's trimmed. You just boil it with salt and water. Uh Uh-huh. Then you put uh, tomato and onion at the end. Tomato and onion. Yeah, so it's going to be like um, beef stew. Oh, nice. Okay. And is it quite tender? Very soft mm, when it's uh, cooked. Okay. And it's yummy. Okay. Yeah. I've not had good in intestine before, right. so I think I've been put off. But maybe <laughs> I need you to give me your recipe so I can yes, try it. Yes, I will do. But it's a simple one, though. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, you boil water. But before that, you clean up the trims mm-hmm. and intestines. Yeah. Then uh, after that, you boil the water. Mm-hmm. After that... You put salt and salt and uh, oil in the pot. Okay. Then you just boil it for an hour. Oh, okay, not too long. After an hour, then you just add tomato and onion. Nice. And that's it. Okay. It's good to go. And you said it's served with traditional bread. Very much. What yes. Kind, what? How do you make the bread? The bread is uh, you just mix um, a little bit of maize meal. Mm-hmm. So it's like one cup of maize meal, uh, then three cups of flour. You put um, about uh, one sachet of yeast. Mm-hmm. You mix it with warm water. Okay. After that, you put it in a, what do you call it, a baking tray. Mm-hmm. Then you put it in the oven. Oh, nice. Okay. At a lower heat of like 190. Okay. Then it slowly cooks up to the end. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah, like uh, maybe it's a bit more like American cornbread. I don't know. Exactly, but that one, because of the maize meal, yeah. it's not different. Yeah. That one, when you eat that slice of bread, you can spend the whole day without mm. asking for food. Well, that's you. I can't go all day <laughs> without asking for food. <laughs> right. Um, I made, say similar to you, something traditional. So my granny, she makes a really good bolognese, mm-hmm. and I made... A very good bolognese on saturday and i was very it's like maybe it's something similar to your dish it's like just comfort food and just makes you feel like something from childhood and just makes you feel like warm inside and it was 
nice to make that again. It's not something new or exciting, but it's just quite comforting. All right. So you're from Zimbabwe and you grew up yes. there. What was, kind of food did you have growing up there? Growing up, it was a uh, pup. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we eat uh, sweet corns, pumpkins, mm-hmm. uh, and some groundnuts. Groundnuts? Yes. Okay. So we used to eat those ones when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. Then brown rice. Mm-hmm. We used, my father used to farm that one also. Okay. So we used to have a variety of those uh, food. Yeah. For people who might not know, what is pup? Pup is just grinded maize, maize meal. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. So you, when you cook it, you just boil water. Mm-hmm. You put half a cup in the boiling water while it's still um, on the stove. Mm-hmm. Then you stir it until it's thick. Yeah. So after that five minutes or ten minutes, then you add more milli meal. Okay. Then you stir it until it's thick Big. enough. Then you steam it for about ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Then it's ready to go. I think if you were going to compare it to anything, it would be a bit quite similar to polenta. Exactly. Yeah, like yes. that. And then is it like you eat it with your hands, right? Exactly. And you dip in sauces. And sauces and, yeah. Or I vegetables. love food like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right, like, so that's like the base of the meal. And then you. Okay. Yes. Do, do you like have any like chicken or like how do you prepare that kind of thing? Chicken, yes. We used to have chicken, mm-hmm. the live ones. Uh, so. Basically, it's like the normal chicken, mm-hmm. but that one, the meat is hard. Right, So okay. you have to boil it for about 45 minutes mm-hmm. for it to be ready to eat. Okay. So you just kill it like normal chicken. Mm-hmm. You take off the feathers, uh, cut it in pieces, wash it again, mm-hmm. then salt and oil in the pot. Then okay. you chuck it in, you let it boil. Mm-hmm. Then after that, it's either you're going to cook it in two different ways. After boiling it, you take it out of the pot, you put oil, then when it's smoky, a little bit, the oil, you add your chicken, you mm-hmm. fry it a fry little it. bit until it's golden brown, mm. then you yep. add some <laughs> finely chopped uh, onion, mm-hmm. white or red onion, then after it's cooked, you can add your tomatoes, then you reduce the heat. Okay. Then you can add any type of your um, soup mm-hmm. afterwards. Nice. Yeah. That sounds good. Cool. Yeah. So was food quite a big part of like growing up or it was like it was sitting around and eating food together well i i didn't like to eat with anybody so. oh really <laughs> so <laughs> growing up my father used to say we must eat together mm-hmm. because it's part of love mm-hmm. but because of other people who were very fast when you come to eat mm-hmm. i end up saying now nah, i don't want to eat with anyone because okay. i'm a little bit slow i want to take my time when i'm eating so it was in me anyway growing up so the love for food was was basically part of my life okay yeah so were you in the kitchen cooking from a young age yes i used to was my mother mm-hmm. when i was growing up i was around grade six she used to go out but she's part of the groups of church Okay. So mm-hmm. every time she goes out, she she'll kill a chicken or get some pumpkin leaves. Mm-hmm. She would tell me to clean those ones, then cook for everyone for dinner. So I used to do those things every time after school. 
So you were head chef even before you came here. I was here, a chef before, <laughs> but she used to tell me that when when you are growing up, you have to learn to do all these things by yourself. Yeah. Because no one's gonna cook for you. You'll be out there and you're gonna starve. So it started from good there. woman. <laughs> yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. She was. And she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I used to go when I every time I come from school because we are a family of um, thirteen. Okay. And I was the third boy. So you have 11 siblings? Yes. Okay. So all those siblings, the one which were on top of me, two brothers, two sisters and brother, when they finished school, they just left. So I was the one who was now looking after these young brothers and sisters. So every time I have to... My mother, she used to call me on a landline on lunchtime. Mm -hmm. When she's home, she she called me and say. You are the one who's cooking dinner today. I used to stress up myself anyway. Like, what am I going to cook? Because mm-hmm. I'm still young and I'm still trying to do the books mm-hmm. and homeworks. Now I have to come back again and stress about food. And she said, yes, you have to. Because now you are the big brother. You have to show them love. Aww. So I so used you're to showing your siblings love through food. Lots of love, yeah. yes. So That's very it special. carried on and on until I was in form Form 4, which is grade 12 here okay. in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was doing uh, food at school. Okay. Also, because I end up, you know, developing that food from feeling. Food yeah. I want to experience more of food. So it carried on and on and on until I write my exams, mm-hmm. uh, which was in 2006. Okay. Then I moved to, to South Africa. Mm-hmm. Then the story continues. So... When you first moved to South Africa, you were a gardener, right? Exactly. And then someone scooped in, you up and started teaching you how Rose to Bank, make yes. sushi. Yes. So Can she, you tell us that she, story? She was, um, the next door, she was a Chinese lady. Mm-hmm. Her name was Eileen. Eileen? Yes. Okay. But she passed away. Oh. So I used to do landscaping mm-hmm. and the, um, what you call it, the flower beds. Yeah, okay. So every time she goes out, she say, hello. Mm-hmm. So, you know, first time to see someone who's not talking to you every time, say hello, it was, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Plus now it's like Chinese people, they can speak English. Because <laughs> every time, you know, those guys, when you meet them, you say hello, they just keep quiet and pass you. But so she was that's friendly. One, yeah, she was friendly and lovely. So she picked me one of the days, it was only a Friday. Mm-hmm. Then she said, I would like to try you because I like the way you're doing your beds. Mm-hmm. Then I said, all right, it's not a problem. So I spoke to my boss, which was I was working for. So we went to Four Ways. She had a sushi by that side. Mm-hmm. So when I arrived there, everything was new. Okay. Because, you know, when you are growing up, you're using these small knives. Now there is these 30 centimeter knives now. Huge ones, yeah. It was a fright in the first place, but I get used to it. Mm-hmm. So she taught me a few. Then uh, with time, I was up and running. Mm-hmm. Then she surrendered the sushi bar to me. Wow. She said, now you can run it a lot. You must have been very good then. I was. Yeah. I was. I must say, I must also thank her because she was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it continues the story until... I moved to um, Bel Air, mm-hmm. Northgate. Okay. She opened another sushi bar that side. So 
she keep on growing so we were like growing together nice oh it's nice to be like somewhere from the start and grow yes grow with her and learn and yeah yeah that's amazing so you're you love sushi then i do what's I your do. favorite kind of sushi to make the um rainbow rose salmon rainbow mm-hmm. that's my number one okay because the salmon is loaded with proteins mm. everything you need so that one is my favorite (laughs) so that one i love it that's Mm. my favorite the salmon rainbow what kind of what do you put in it the salmon rainbow it goes with um salmon and avo and cucumber inside Mm -hmm. then you roll it you close it then after that you put salmon and avo again on top okay so it's like crossing each other vertically Mm -hmm. so when you press it the way the avo and uh, salmon the way they are it looks like a rainbow now oh, in the sky. Cool, okay. So that's why they call it rainbow. Nice. Yeah. Sushi rice is a huge skill to cook, isn't it? Exactly. Is that one of the first things you learn how to do? Yes, it was. you have to cool it in the right way, right? You have. Yeah. And it takes time, though, to cook it because it's uh-huh. like an hour. Okay. So before you put it in the pot, you wash it three times. Okay. To get rid of the starch mm-hmm. then if it's like two kg of it, you put uh, about three liters of water mm-hmm. then you boil it for an hour after that you put about uh one liter or so mm-hmm. of vinegar okay rice vinegar so that it sticks and tests uh-huh so after that when it's cool then you can use it for sushi and do you, you spread it on like a spread, basket right you spread it on a big bummery yes yeah so you mix it inside there was the vinegar you don't mix it while it's in the pot you shift it into the bamari uh-huh. then you put some vinegar on it okay you keep on mixing it until it's cool then the vinegar all the vinegar is um uh, in the rice in the rice yes mm, it's very particular isn't it and um i've got also a sister who is in dubai now mm-hmm. she once showed me the pick of black rice okay it's another type of sushi rice. Yeah. You're not um, cooked with that. Pardon? You're not cooked with the black sushi rice. No, that one is like back in the days, the history of it. Okay. Uh, it was eaten by a royal family mm-hmm. in China. Okay. So when you cook it, you mix it with the white rice. Mm-hmm. So it's like one cup of it, you mix with the two kg. Mm-hmm. So when the water, when the pot is boiling, the water out of that rice, colors the whole uh, pot so now it turns into all looks black, black so it's expen- yes. expensive then it is expensive yeah. but not that much because a kilo is going for like uh, 35 bucks okay yeah but it's healthy though yeah black it's i like very healthy. um like wild rice nice. yes yeah so it's part of those ones um i think my aunt mentioned that you also put like an african spin on your sushi sometimes Yes. Is that right? Yes. So what kind what what kind of thing would that be? We normally use was people usually for sushi they think everything is raw. Mm-hmm. So we end up adding some chicken. Okay. Teriyaki chicken. Uh-huh. So for that one it's like you take a piece of chicken breast, then you put some Cajun spicy. Mm-hmm. You uh, put it in uh, dry f- tempura flour. Mm-hmm. Then after that, you put t- dip it in uh, tempura um, butter. Mm-hmm. But now it's liquid. 
Yeah. So you put it inside there, then you dunk it into tempura, what do you call it? Tempura bits. Mm-hmm. Then you deep fry it. Okay. So it becomes... So it's like an African tempura yes. chicken. Yes. Mm, that sounds very good. So and I, I can have that. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, they love that one. Yeah, that sounds yeah. very good. Mm. Nice to put your own spin on things. I do, we do. We have to cater for everyone, though. Because, uh-huh. you know, people when they come here, it's not everyone who is here for fish. Yeah, exactly. So we have to accommodate everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, it seems like a nice environment where everyone can experiment mm. and put your twist on things. And yes. it's nice to be in a restaurant that's like that. Hey? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you mentioned cooking intestine, the intestine dish at home. Mm. Is there anything else that you like to cook? For your family or like when you're cooking for love what do you like to cook um i'm married mm-hmm. i've got uh four kids so kids you know they don't like that hard food or hard dinner mm-hmm. so i usually make the um chicken charmin oh nice okay now we're going asian way yeah chicken charmin uh which is uh egg fried noodles mm-hmm. Uh, with assorted veggies, carrots, mushrooms, then you dug in some chicken, mm-hmm. you uh, fry it in a big hog. Yeah. Then after that is done. So how you prepare it is you take um, a two liter of water, mm-hmm. you you soak some noodles, mm-hmm. so it's like two two bundle of, of um, the egg noodles. Egg noodles. Mm-hmm. Then you dunk it in for about an hour. Oh, and it so you don't boil a, it, you just No, soak you just it. soak them okay. in hot water. Then after an hour, they are soft. Mm-hmm. So you strain the water. Then you use the gas, mm-hmm. gas cooker. Yeah. Not this normal stuff. Because it gets hot, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you, you smoke the pan mm-hmm. first. Then you put some oil, just a teaspoon of it. Then you put your chicken. You toss it a little bit, then you add some white um, onion, mm-hmm. carrots, red pepper, mushrooms. Then you mix everything until it's a little bit soft. Then after that, you put dark soya sauce. Dark soya. Dark soya. Okay. Then the light soya, which is the less salt one. Mm-hmm. Then you keep on mixing it. You add some undashi. Mm, instead of salt they use hondashi Uh so you use hondashi a little bit of it you toss it toss it toss it until it's soft enough then you add your noodles Mm -hmm. after the noodles you add the um, oyster sauce yum that one is very nice yeah very good so it's like when you're cooking it it takes about um, 15 minutes to prepare a nice quick dinner for the whole family very fast yes Mm. it's a quick one yeah. So they love that one. Mm. They love every time. It's like every Tuesday when I'm off. Yeah. I cook them that dish, or we go to dish now, which is okra. Yeah. And pap. Mm-hmm. So we How mix do you everything. Cook your okra. Okra, you just take that big one, mm-hmm. the one with seeds. You wash it a little bit. After that, you put about two cups of water mm-hmm. in the pot. You put salt, and then quarter of uh, baking soda okay so that it breaks down the whole mm-hmm. um, okra so you chop it into small cubes the okra after that 
when the water is boiling, you throw it inside, then you keep on beating. Okay. Keep on beating, 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 beating until the uh, baking soda itself breaks down the whole cubes okay. and becomes soft. Okay. So it become you know it's quite like um sticky slimy, is slimy. it slimy yeah you know when you pick it up there's that's more like a web yes it yeah, follows yeah. you every time you <laughs> it. so yeah they used to i love that one but now when they are growing up now they think it's mucus Oh, and it's very so it's unfashionable. very weird now when eating is like, ah, what is that? You used to eat it. What well, I used to eat it, yes. Now, like, now I didn't even remember me doing this one. So, yeah, that's it. Oh, that's funny. It can yeah. happen. I'm sure they'll come back to it. They will, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Oh. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. To finish off, I always ask people, what does cooking for love mean to you? Uh, for me, it's a passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it satisfies someone's spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's love. For me, it's love. Mm-hmm. Like here in Court Father, you know, most of the restaurants, they cater for meat. Yeah. Ribs. But as for us here in Court Father, we, we've got variety. We've got meat, we've got uh, our ribs, we've got uh, pastas, mm-hmm. we've got any type of fish that you would like to eat here at Court Father. So for us here, I think we're doing the best. Mm-hmm. We are the best though in yeah. Santin. <laughs> we are the best, Definitely. the king of fish. Yeah. So yeah, for um, me, it's, it's love, yeah. you know. That's such a beautiful way to put it. And I love that. I want to have that as my slogan. Um, <laughs> you're satisfying the spirit. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I love that so much. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of a better way to end this. But right. thank you so much. It's been very special. Thank you very much you. for having me. Yeah. Wasn't that just divine? I loved speaking to Tendai when I was in South Africa recently visiting my granny Um, and it was great to hear more about his story and a little about the food he had growing up. Um, I like the idea of the beef intestine dish but I'm not sure I'm quite brave enough to cook it myself yet but it did sound very good. Um, Just a little bit of info, podcast will now be released on Tuesday mainly to give me another day to edit after the weekend um, as always please give Cooking for Love a follow on Instagram and subscribe, review and comment wherever you're listening thank you and I'll see you